0: Okay. Welcome back, guys, to chat with your coaches. Today we have uh, Coach Joao, Coach Melina, myself, and um, we are here for the sixth episode of our second season of the podcast. And uh, we have been uh, chatting a lot about the art of coaching, and <laughs> and today we're gonna talk about uh, the art of recovery. Okay, so. We uh, spoke in the past about the art of cycling, the art of running and uh, overall it goes into the, the art of coaching. So I'd like to introduce this topic of the art of recovery because it's a common tendency for athletes to go hard when the coach advertises uh, an easy workout and then to go not too hard when, uh, when it's required. So I want to mention my, my previous coach, Ryan McCready, and uh, I'd like to salute our coach um, he used to used to place me on the easy days where instead of going on an RP of one I used to go too hard and uh, what he used to say was that recovery is when you build your fitness so this is the first uh, statement what do you think about about this statement guys mm,
1: well hello everyone uh, it's good to uh, to be back talking to you guys and Trying to get our heads around the, the topics that they are very important for uh, for everyone. So I think I think recovery is uh, it's a word that goes around different things. Um, so you have the recovery during the session, which is kind of the active recovery, um, or the recovery of the interval training. So you do an interval, then you have a recovery. And then you do the second interval, and the third. So this is a recovery, and then you have the the easy session on the extra day. That should be your. That's more like the active recovery, actually. So you do something that it's easier than your normal sessions, and you use that for many reasons to uh, gain aerobic uh, fitness, to re- uh, remove some um, some. Um, toxins from the hard workouts, lactate and everything, and to also be adding a little bit more hours in your training without uh, keep training hard. And then you have your recovery strategies that comes around of nutrition, sleep, uh, water. Uh, cold water.
2: I'm just adding what else? Foam rolling, I guess, yeah. massage. There's Taking, lots the, of time. taking yeah. the time. Taking Extr- the time for It's all uh, the extra bits, yeah. yeah. yeah,
0: yeah. And uh, these are things that we always put on the on the training plans, so that uh, the athletes can focus a little bit on the, on these. They kind of workouts in the end because they're taking time. So as you said, sometimes these uh, recovery rides are designed uh, to build some volume. Mm. Which is not that intense, but still is building volume, is building. The 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 yeah, the yeah. You, you get used to it. What do you think uh, about building the fitness uh, with the recovery? Is that working? I think
2: if we, I guess, maybe focus a little bit on the average age group or athletes. So not the pros are a different. Yeah. They're a different population, but if we look at the age group, but because I guess they have to got to balance work and you know lots of other things they feel that well because I'm not training maybe all the time or as much as I would like to they feel that I've got to go out and do every session hard and they will actually focus on things like I don't know they'll get the recovery boots they'll have the massage guns they'll go do the cold work cold water stuff but then you say to them, you know what, you just have an easy session. The heart rate's going to stay low. This is all you're going to do. And they're like, oh, no, no, because that's going to drop the average pace. Yeah, And they, the ego falls into a little bit. And that's, it's sometimes harder for them to accept that there's a place for that as well. They'll focus on all the other external stuff. But when you give them a recovery session, um, they, they struggle with that. And from a coaching perspective, that's where it starts to become a little bit about you. Teaching them that and helping them learn how to I guess to to take it easy and hold and hold back because all the adaptations happen then every time we train we're damaging the muscles if you don't give your muscle a chance to recover all you're doing is just constantly damage 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 eventually you're gonna get overtrained without that recovery the training makes no sense Mm
0: -hmm. you were talking about the rest uh in, in a session, and there was yeah. a pretty good topic today with some of the athletes at the at the track, for example, because they were like, you know, stopping the watch for the rest. No, and for me, that track session it goes start when I start doing the drills and finish when, when I'm when done the cooldown. Like, you know, yeah. Yeah. so you know the rest is important because then it's factorizing the workout. You know, and, and you need to see as well. How the artist is going? If you see yeah. a workout only with the with the fast pace, it doesn't really make sense, you know, because yeah. you cannot Looks better on it. Strava, though. Yeah, I mean, like this, <laughs> yes, that, that's, that's the thing. So but it's it's kind of a misconception, right? Yeah. because But this is
1: very important. I think uh, I think this is uh, this this is where you we kind of teach them to train and not to exercise. We we had this conversation during the lockdown: train, exercise, right? So I think the. Uh, I think it those, those athletes that they are starting to train, uh, they are just starting their journey in sports, they are not so used to the, f- to the training methodology. No. You know? So what happened to them is they are used to do some sessions with their friends, and they do a workout, a running. And those sessions, usually you measure your performance. If you beat a guy or if you're behind mm-hmm. somebody, yeah. when you're training with your friends before you have a coach. When you get into a training plan, then you have a structure that most probably and ideally like we do, has a periodization. So you have phase one, two, three, four, and then you have a race, and then you take, uh, and then you recover and go again. Um, the, that session, specific session, it's part of a bigger plan, right? So if you think that Because your average pace is is slower and then you stop your recovery or you pause your watch or you don't respect the training zone because you want to see your app faster than somebody else, you are falling to the mistake of not being training but exercising. And the recovery is a big learning. You know, you can see all the professional athletes. What they want to do is not to train hard; is to recover better. Yeah.
0: You know, I think a couple That's of years the ago there was Frodino that he said to win Kona again, he reduced the volume. Yeah. Which didn't mean to reduce the intensity when he had mm-hmm. to do it, but you know, it, be, because he was uh, giving uh, you know pr- priority to recovery, and that was that was really important because we saw him and he was like smashing it in uh, yeah. Kona and all the races that he did. Uh, it was basically more uh, clever about yes. the training. Yeah. Misconception for the uh, for the age groupers. Uh, that's critical. If they if people don't understand that in the moment you recover, as you said, you know you're breaking stuff when you're training hard. Yeah. Yeah. The day after, you need to make sure that nothing is really broken. And recovery makes you assess this one, for example, but also it helps you to, uh, as you said. Uh, Toxins and remove uh, all the
1: bad products that you create. And inflammation that we create during a, a hard workout is really high. So inflammation it's generated by the the micro injuries that yeah. you create okay. during yeah. the, the, the workout. Um, those micro injuries they are important to have a growth on your uh, muscles when you recover. So in theory. There is a, the science says that there is a space between sessions that you should give to yourself to allow that recovery to happen. So, in theory, after a hard session, 24 hours, you have a certain peak of inflammation, and then 48 hours, a little bit more. This is the theory, right? We know that the, m- the fitter you get, you can recover your muscles better, because also you don't get so tired doing the same workout so if I do something for the first time I have X amount of inflammation when I do uh, or XXX, when I do the second time I should adapt, that's the adaptation right, yeah. so I do, then I have less inflammation and then the third time I do I have less consistency if you don't have consistency you're always breaking down Yeah, okay. um, I think what they most of us when we start and the athletes, what they don't understand is to give that space to um, understand when you're really getting tired or for example, a simple nap could fix that problem. Yeah. Yeah.
2: But uh, age groupers and people that have a full-time job and stuff, they're lacking that whereas a pro could and this is where sorry this is where they start to, to fall down they don't have the luxury of all the other stuff um, so without the specific recovery sessions um, they won't they won't be able to perform workout after workout and it's just getting that message across that you know there's a time and a place for the easy stuff and then there's a time and a place for the hard stuff but the other thing as well is if you're constantly if you're on the ever pushing and you're not allowing the time to recover. There will come a point where you're kind of hitting there, that sort of overtraining level where you're not even going to be able to push hard, and you're just going to end up being in this grey zone where you can't you can't get up to the really hard stuff. You refuse to go down to the low stuff, and then you're just stuck in this grey zone. And then it's you know you're not going to get really any benefit. You're going to see a plateau in your performance in training and in races then.
0: Let's take 30 seconds break, we come back uh, on this uh, grey zone topic.
1: In order to take you to the next level, we have to know two basic metrics, which is where you are now, your base level, and where you are going, your final goal. For this reason, we create a system called BR Stages. The BR Stages consist in four levels. Number one, fundamentals. Number two, skills. Number three, performance. And finally, specialization.
0: And we're back with Albebr coaches. Uh, Melina brought a uh, pretty good topic about this gray zone where you know this uh, we feel like the, co- the the athlete and the athlete himself herself they, they feel that they are not uh, improving. Now this one is given and uh, correct me if I'm wrong. Looking at training peaks, which is the tool that we all use to. Uh, basically uh, assess and manage the the athletes uh, by the performance chart where we have this uh, uh, level of fitness we have the fatigue and we have the four so basically this is the message for the athletes we're gonna we're looking at that one plus many other things but this is uh, you know pretty evident once we can see that the the level of fitness is is stagnating and the the level of fatigue is uh, is always high then this is the, the moment that most of the athletes feel the kind of uh, not improvement uh, yeah. uh, sensation. It's something that as coaches we, we manage and we try to, to manage it to a point where you are going to the race where these numbers are not negative but they are all uh, positive and and, uh, and some of the athletes have another misconception that they have when they look at the CTL, the blue line, and this blue line is going down or is or is flat so for some reason because you are reducing the workout, they're like, oh, what's going on? My level yeah. of fitness is, uh, <laughs> is uh, what is it? What, what is, is it? it? You know, so it's something that needs to be factorized with, uh, with the lifestyle, but it's also a good tool that, 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 that we're using. And uh, yeah. as you said, it's a symptom of uh, what's happening, yeah. you know. And
2: it's, I mean, it's important to, whatever session that the athletes do, is whether they have actually. Executed the session as it as it was did they end up pushing more did they push enough on the bits that they had to um, so yeah you can look at the overall picture and then you can start to delve into individual workouts and see where is it that they
0: they're not quite following the, yeah. the suggested plan. This is a so thing that they we predicate a lot in uh, MBI <laughs> coaches and athletes with the capital A because feedback is so important yeah. so you know, you, you see a workout that it's an orange, it's a red. What happened there? No, th- this is important as well because there, there could be already you know an indication from the athlete that he has some kind of uh, fatigue or is building you know some stress. So it's very important that it, uh, yeah. one of the things that we factorize but in. And uh, and just to briefly touch on the fact that people won't
2: include like the recovery stuff on their watches and stuff. You know that someone could be hitting all the right numbers and pace and everything at, at the hard efforts of an interval session, um, but the reality is the heart rate isn't actually recovering that well and but and if you have that data because sometimes when I go in to look at what they've done on an interval session I may not even look at the heart interval I'll just look at what's the heart rate done at the and the recovery bit is it dropping enough to then allow them to go up or Um, Is it quite erratic? Because that could be also an indication that maybe something's not quite right, maybe they haven't slept, they might be coming down with something because that's equally just as important. And it's something that I've kind of had to come to grips with a little bit better as I've come back from COVID. Initially for the first few months of my training, it was never about what, what can I reach is how quickly and how smoothly does my heart rate drop back after an interval and that was the guiding. And, and this is something that the athletes are always looking at the pace how fast how hard and we're forgetting about that um.
1: yeah when I look at uh, all of this uh, factors I for me um, it makes me uh, amazed with the amount of, of work that a coach has to do to actually be able to coach an age group to a, to achieve a certain level uh, because when you coach a professional athlete, you have much more information in contact with that person, so you kind of have the ability yeah. to analyze assess test and so on and then when you go to age group you, you rely a lot of on what they they get back to you mm-hmm. and how much they care about the journey right so lifestyle is super important yeah. uh, it's it's really uh, so the recovery sometimes uh could be done by just not doing something um, and letting go a little bit of the social aspect, for example. Mm-hmm. You know, And that's the recovery S- S- so as So you can sleep an hour. Let's or say, sometimes, sometimes even sleep. the opposite, <laughs> right? So if you are full gas on in your training and you just say, you know what, I just need a break mentally and I'm just going to let go too. this session to jo- enjoy my family, for example. And then you start fresh for the next workout because there is a fatigue of uh, your muscles there is a fatigue of your metabolism and there is your mental fatigue of the training right so this the recovery also is a mental recovery so sometimes you see athletes going all out and then they have work they have a family so it it just adds on and the guys sometimes they don't know that you see that they are in that loop of uh I don't know what's going on, and then the gray zone comes, yeah. but actually it's lack of sleep, the nutrition is wrong, uh, most probably uh, they are not being able to kind of recharge, yeah, you know? yeah. so the recharge cycle is a bit off. Yeah. you know yeah. what I, What I see is people doing very well the um, the muscular recovery. So for example, my legs hurt, I do foam roll. Yeah. My glutes are not switching on, I do this physio session, and then I do that. And then I feel my cuffs, I go to do massage. So that's the muscular. So
0: yeah, kind of yeah. reactive to the, to okay. the pain exactly. instead of reactive, react
1: yes. which is the one prescribed yeah. by the coach, right? Good. So you react to a situation that you feel that is a problem. That's one thing. Uh, the other thing is, mm-hmm. I am able to start the the other session. I'm not say hundred percent. Let's say eighty percent of my, you know, because we don't want the hundred percent, right? So how you build fitness? You build fitness, training a little bit tired, not smashing, but you're yeah. tired, mm-hmm. right? Because if you always recover, and that's the other loop, you know, the guy that is always recovering, yeah. oh, I need to do. I expect. Yes. Oh, I need to do my massage. So yeah. you end up doing recovery sessions yeah. every day. 20, That's the hour,
0: Twenty hours of workout, which are not really workouts, but a lot of recovery. No, I mean, like, as we said, it's a misunderstanding, and sometimes, at least, they mitigate this. You know, having that mediocre because when you have to smash, you know, you're gonna feel like okay, it's a, it's a hard workout. I did it. boom. But sometimes they have mediocre performances during training, and now they are hiding in the in the moment of being tired instead of having been built the fatigue because there yes. is a difference in yes. being tired and having been, uh, having been Be- building fatigue better. you know yeah. so uh, in the podcast with coach Bolian uh, he stated that the recovery is an underrated thing in cycling that he sees yes. every day underrated and we see it a lot in running in running we see it a lot because people well, go for another run and then you know, you see on the long runs, the pace is just reducing, The heart rate, is, is going Yeah. And we see it in swimming, and in all the disciplines, this leads to zero improvement and probably injury as well.
1: Because yeah, the, yeah. If now And burnouts.
0: Um, so, you were talking uh, exactly about strategies. What are the first recovery strategies that athletes should look into? And what are their common mistakes on the recovery mm-hmm. strategy? Oh, what, do like uh, what do you use, Melina? What do we use? Um,
2: I have to say that probably the first and for me the most important thing is to make sure the training they have is one that they can logistically that they have the time to do, because sleep seems to be the first thing that people will will sacrifice. And for example, if we think where we are now, we're getting up. We have to get up earlier and earlier to beat the, the heat. Temperature, yeah. Um, and sleep is where it's going to start to get um, sacrificed. And the thing with sleep, if you consistently start sleeping, I don't know, less than six hours a night, um, you're actually going to increase... I win. <laughs> Not a competition. <laughs> um, the first thing that goes, like, you're going to increase your time to, your, or decrease, I guess, your time to exhaustion in a test, for example, by 30%. The first muscles to shut down if you are not sleeping enough are your stability muscles. If your stability muscles aren't working, you're putting more pressure on, on your limbs and there, there comes an injury. So the first thing is to make sure they understand that. After that is how, I guess, you plan individual sessions. And then you start to look at all the other things like, well, nutrition's another one because you can you can train all you want and you can do the best training and you know allow your sleep and your recovery session if what you're putting in your mouth isn't um good <laughs> to help fuel you um then you you may as well be undoing what everything that you're doing out on the out on the track but it, it it's interesting how sometimes some of the athletes get in, in like um, all excited and into these things like you know the cold water immersion and going to physio and having the massages and the massage guns and the recovery boots, which that are all brilliant things, but the reality is if you leave that aside and just make sure you're sleeping a little bit longer and a little bit better and eating well, you're actually going to benefit a lot more yeah, and it'll I be I cheaper.
1: It's <laughs> cheaper, much cheaper. Yeah. I agree 100%. I think I would put those two as well as my first, um, the first two important things is to understand how many hours you need to feel uh, that you can perform in a session because of course we all can sleep two hours in training we all can sleep three hours in training four hours in training five hours in training you can sleep 10 hours in training but there is a certain number that you feel comfortable to say with this minimum hours i feel that i can sustain uh eight 12 weeks training program with s- certain recovery strategies that, more, that they are more central strategies. So they are more like um, accurate things. For example, the tarragon, or the Ice Bath, or the uh, Physio, physio and everything. So yeah, yeah. the long-term strategy, so the long-term recovery strategy has to be your lifestyle. Yeah. You cannot do exactly. your long-term recovery based on things that you pay for you know it's not sustainable because it's not sustainable what what happened if your physio travel what? I see that happen all the time my physio travel I feel my car <laughs> yes because because you actually didn't learn how to do the thing mm-hmm. so you're going there and you pay for the guy to do for you uh, anyways this is part of another topic mm-hmm. um, if you base your recovery on adapting your lifestyle you have more chance to have a long journey. Yeah. Right. So let's say, ideally, a guy that wants to do a full Ironman should train a certain number of hours. But if to do those hours, I have to sleep four hours per night, I'm not gonna be able yeah. to, so to record.
2: You might so do one and then that's it. So w- yeah.
1: yeah, if you get yeah, that. Yeah. So what? what is the catch here? your lifestyle is wrong, yeah. so you might probably do the environment in the wrong time of your life.
0: Yeah, the level of ambition as well. Yes. There's also this one here. This is uh, an important part, you know. And in the questionnaire, when we have a new athlete, we ask, what is the, the time that you can dedicate to this activity? Yeah. And uh, and sometimes people, because they are inspired, and they get uh, excited, see they get excited. Yeah. they're like, yep, I can train 18 hours, and then lifestyle doesn't allow. You know, I mean, For me, when I've been training 8 in 20 hours, I've been putting a lot of things on hold. So it, it means that you know you need to be mature enough to prioritize things that you want to do at the moment of your life. And if that, that, that's the thing, you set up your level of ambition as well. You know, for example, we can help the athlete to say, okay, I'm not going to do an Ironman in 8 hours. You <laughs> can, you can, with that training, with that lifestyle, you can do it around for 15 hours. Forty yeah. hours. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, but we can tailor a little bit this level of ambition. If the athlete is happy with that, yeah. then,
1: yes. as you said, yes. the journey
0: and the and the, the recovery strategy it works. If he's not happy with that, because you go, I want to do two hours less, okay, but this is the time that you can allocate to the workouts and the recovery. We cannot skip this. Yeah. But then. The, the and then, then there is the other strategy.
1: side of the journey. The, the coin is that if you give a certain amount of hours to your coach to train. Because that's the ideal scenario for you, right? Uh, You feel that, for example, 12 hours a week, it's your best number. Because with 12 hours, you have time for your family, you you have time to sleep, and you have time to go to your social life, you know? That means if you ask, like you said, if you ask, can I do a certain time in my race with 12 hours? Um, like you said now, I think um, if you, the coach does not tell exactly the truth, yeah. it might be a problem during the journey because you're going to compromise a lot of other things. The thing is, with 12 hours a week, and that's what people also miss a little bit, is 12 hours of training, but don't forget, you need to take our car, yeah. go to the yeah, session. And so it's now 15 hours of something. Plus, let's say you have one hour of physio a week, so it's 16. And then you want to do strength training, it's 19. And then sometimes you like to do your ice bath, 20. So you train 12 hours, but it's taking 20 hours of your week of travel, right? Yeah. yeah.
0: Logistic is crucial, so. It requires maturity, also in the way you organize things. You know, yes. for people that never done this, I mean, I come from a military background, so I know that. You're right. You know, good. like I wake up and I'm ready. But some people they need their time. You, know, yeah. they, you need to relocate to uh, to a venue or uh, you know to the gym. And this is, you know, if you don't if you don't have that time, this is gonna have an impact on the
1: overall volume that you can. Uh, yeah, activity. because imagine you have a five hours bike and you just did not organize the nutrition. Yeah, that's another one. Or
2: like you know, so say here five hours. If you're going to do five hours in Hatta, that's eight hours. Yeah. You got to get there, and then you're going to get back. So yeah. that that's eight hours of your day. Um. Yeah. So it's especially here where you can't just ride out of your house. You need to factor out. You need to get there and all that stuff as well. So cl- complete clarity and I think alignment of expectations from both sides is is
0: important. Very very
2: important. From coach and athlete
0: now we were talking about we talked a lot about foam rolling or all let's say side activities that they are including recovery uh, we use sometimes i mean we use very often the disciplines to recover so uh, you know recovery swim or recovery run or recovery cycling these are, these are a really big part of it because
1: that's a, that's a good one. Yeah,
0: I mean, like you do your track session, and then let's say the day after you have a recovery ride, Okay, but your legs are fired up, <laughs> yeah, you know? It's not so a yeah, so yeah, you see guys are racing, you know? And so when it says recovery ride, recovery ride, yeah, RPE1. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just Conversa- spin your legs. Oh my Conversational. Legs. Legs. You, know, yeah. you either watch yeah. at
1: home, you know? Yeah. You either watch at home. You don't switch on don't the thing. Be, yeah. Keep it off. You know i've been you guys know that you've been joking with me, but um, I've been training without my watch since January, and the reason is well, I was training for a very long event so i i need I need to learn how to feel my body more Ice, yeah. and then after that, I didn't want to bother about the watch you know because I didn't have a very clear goal now I start to feel, so what happened is um the watch, the training peaks, the numbers, they are amazing, but they are not everything. It's not the whole picture. The whole picture not is not a triathlon, you know, there's a much more behind, there's your mindset, there is uh, your ability to understand what's going on with you.
2: Yeah, having a, having a good level of um, awareness of where your body is and what certain zones feel like mm-hmm. um, is is pretty key for racing, for one to be able to judge it, and unless you practice that in In training plus you can get you know I've joked about it earlier with the whole Strava thing but if you if you start focusing too much on the numbers you start to get into all these hang-ups on Strava and Mm -hmm, someone said this and the egos come into it yeah and it's funny Like I remember I think it was Jesse Thomas he did this really funny post on Instagram once about how while he was a pro and in full sort of training He decided he was going to join a Sunday bike ride just because he he wanted to train with people he wanted a little bit of social thing and he got there and obviously you have all these weekend warriors and the age group is like oh my god there's a pro here i have got to show him what i can do and they'd kind of leave him and he'd be like no this is the heart rate i'm doing i'm this is where i am i'm not pushing because i have and they would go off and they couldn't understand this is a pro that is sticking to really slow pace yeah because that's his recovery day whereas an age grouper that's where i know i'm generalizing but that's where they uh, that's uh, where uh, they fall down
1: i think also it's very important to understand that some uh, if you're not so your recovery session um, usually should be used as something that you are good at because otherwise it might not be a recovery so if you're not a good swimmer
2: swim would be taxing and then you say
1: oh I have an easy swim. Make it's not gonna be easy yeah. because you're not so good. At swim, you sense. know, so it should be. As a coach, we know that you tailor. Yeah. Exactly so, so course. for me, for example, easy run. I need to be extremely fit in running mm-hmm. to feel easy run. Yeah. You know? yeah. and bike. Like usually, you need to forget speed. Yeah. Yeah. You know, forget the speed because uh, otherwise. For example, you go for an easy ride and there's this massive headwind. And then you look that's at the watch, it's like 27 km per hour. I cannot, my Strava cannot be 27 km per hour, what are they going to think of me? Maybe yeah, I'm slow, that. you know?
2: uh, and, and I think from a triathlon perspective, at least this is my view, I'm not quite sure where you guys stand on it, um, certain points there will be a time where I would take running off the whole week for athletes just to, because running is very high impact, you're carrying your body weight, just to give the joints time, we'll we'll supplement it with some more cycling, maybe get back in the pool or maybe do some strength work, whatever, but there will be a week every now and again that that running's out completely, Mm -hmm. just to allow the body that time to, um, just to recover that little bit better and hopefully avoid any injuries.
0: Yeah, yeah, Let's get 30 seconds break and we we'll come back on this. Usually
2: when a person is stressed and they're trying to work on healthier habits, and that's what happens to most of us, is we try to work on healthier habits, but we have certain internal stressors that prevent us from developing those good habits. So we start, we get stressed, and then we stop. So my job is to intervene right at the point where they start and where they stop so they can continue. So I'm giving them the power and the tools to continue to build these healthy habits long-term.
0: Okay. Hey, we are Damn talking balls. chat with the coaches. <laughs> yes, um, I think you brought a, a pretty good example of uh, how a strategy work uh, works for different athletes. As you said, the, the running uh, sometimes is not applicable to some athletes, and uh, the swim as well because the, if the athlete is a, is a beginner swimmer then he's going to find some difficulties the cycling is always there you know, we have been using that one everybody has been using that one as a recovery but I think this is the one as Coach Bohem was saying you know, the people miss the most yeah. ok let's go for a social ride Now we're going for a social ride and and racing, and now we're racing, and you feel good, you're talking, you're good, because the day before you had the legs fired up, so now you're going to social ride, these are a killer. but do we need them? Mm. We need them, yeah. So it's very important that the athlete knows that maybe it's not going to be a three hour social ride, maybe you just do the warm up and then you continue for a workout, You you need to be very responsible to follow what's, what's, what's advertised
1: in the, in, in the kind of workout. I think uh, um, on, that, on that topic, I think also sometimes, and that us as a coach, it's our job as well to, to kind of understand what is going on with the, the athlete. You know what happened to them sometimes is you see that they, let's say a, a small example, they think they are four kilos more than they should be. So they mention you like, oh, I think I should lose weight. And let's say you didn't pay attention to that situation. And then suddenly they cut the carbs without telling you. So now you have a higher volume that the guy should perform. And then by his own brilliant decision. idea, <laughs> he decided to reduce the carbs. So the performance starts to drop. And then you start to like, what's going on here? You know, Why you are so tired? All the time tired. Your heart rate is going so high in the same session and you last so short now, what is going on here? Mm-hmm, yeah. No, no, but I don't know what's happening. So they don't, gonna sh- they don't want to share with you. I think when we, uh, and this is part of the recovery, yeah. because what happened is they are not having the right intake of carbs. Fuel, mm-hmm. The in, genital, yes. in yes, general, yes. In general, right. Um, the, the nutrition aspect, could solve so many problems, <laughs> right? Yeah, just in both ways. they're yeah. right, um, yeah, uh, yeah it's both the, both the right
0: stuff because either too or less yeah. or too much. Yeah, you know, oh,
1: now I'm recovering. I need to eat uh, no. French fries and burgers on the top of the nutrition. <laughs> <laughs> on the top of the nutrition, uh, you come with supplementation. Yeah. Then you come up with blood tests, right? So you yeah. enter on that more metabolic aspect of the 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 recovery where it's really hard for a coach to know what's going on inside of the body of that, right? Mm-hmm. I think, uh, and we're going to have that from the new season, um, a partner uh, uh, ship with a clinic that's going to provide us with yeah. yeah. that So we can start the season a little bit more prepared, mm-hmm. it's simple things, vitamin D. Uh yeah, there is a full list of... Uh it's yeah, so just the, the
0: simple blood test. No, I it's not. formal.
1: So I think this is also recovery and um, the vitamins, they are the trigger of your metabolic reactions. Mm-hmm. So for example, if you are not being able to perform in a certain level, it might be a simple lack of yeah, yeah. a certain yeah. vitamin, right? Because they are the ones that going to click your metabolism to go higher or lower
0: um, and this is a true story because I, I, I experienced myself and I wasn't vegan yet so I did this one when when I was eating everything and uh, I was cont- constantly injuring myself but small injuries like I wasn't able to get this calf sorted and the arms sorted so the physio gave me a list of things to, to check And my 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 levels of vitamins D and B as well, you know that this is the most important Mm -hmm. ones, especially for nerves. And uh, you know, I I was getting my neck always blocked and locked when I was doing a lot of time trialing. Uh, They they were effectively low. So with a little bit of supplement, eh, because you know, until you are not training those twelve hours, your body can replenish and can Mm -hmm. you know it, it doesn't have any problem. As soon as you go. (laughs) <laughs> and you put the, f- the foot on the accelerator. Yeah. Now you need to help yourself a
1: little bit. More for yeah. sure. And okay. uh, this is a good one. So uh, before you go to the next one, <laughs> I think this is nice <laughs> because, you know, like you had this time trialing and you get your neck, and then usually what people are gonna think, oh, my bike position is wrong. Yeah. Or I don't have strong muscles in my neck. So let's say you go to that loop of bike fitting, strength, you go to bike again, and it's too it's too hard. It's too hard. So they usually people think that they are not good for that sport, because they try everything that they thought, yeah. and uh, yeah, and they forget the simple basic things. I, I think people forget the simple steps. I always look into the simple steps. First. And they buy a new bike. Yeah. And then yeah, anyway. yeah, you, <laughs> you can you can anyway. never yeah.
2: have too many bikes. Though,
0: let's, let's, <laughs> let's not touch that one. Yeah, but it,
2: that,
1: so.
0: That's true. And um, in hindsight, it's something that you can fix really easy, mm. you know, following yeah. the advice. Because you know, as coaches, we don't, unless you know, we, we have a, a coach that is specialized for nutrition. You know, we don't give the kind of. Uh, hundred percent coverage advice. So that's
2: yeah, that's not where we're supposed to be. And I think you have yeah, to yeah. be like you said, you have to be a
0: specialist and
2: this is where you know, if if any athlete really wants to delve into that, as a coach we should um, you know, just say, Okay, this is beyond my remit of expertise. We're yeah. gonna go there and that goes very it's quite important now, I think these days obviously with social media and everything and you have all these you know, I you know I want to be vegan or vegetarian or you know go keto or this or that, um, and they start trying to do it by themselves. They might not even tell you, and then yeah, you yeah. start to look. But you know what's happened there. Um, you know, like for example, if you want to become fully fat adapted, it's on average a twelve week process, and for the first six or seven weeks, your energy's gonna yeah d-
1: like I drop plummet.
2: And then if they've not told you that, and you're like. Mm, and then they say oh by the way yeah and it could be in the completely wrong time of year like you know yeah so you need that feedback and I think it is important especially with any drastic changes it, it needs to go via a nutritionist Anything. and the coaches this is stay important in
0: the And we are, you know we have created all these services that yeah, the, you know, the athlete he, he has a team and it's not only in the team where, you know, they go train with it, but it's it's also these things, you yeah. know, if uh, I mean a yeah, nutritionist like it, yeah. in house yeah, like you can, you can choose to do whatever you want. You wanna go cat, you wanna go vegan, and then this person is gonna help you to quantify what you need and uh, give and you the guide quality to, you know, and manage you know? it, it alongside
2: your your training. And just to touch briefly on like what Joao said earlier, the whole difference between exercise and training, that's a whole other issue as well. If someone does want to lose a little bit of weight It's a very different process Mm -hmm. if you're just exercising and training for a performance goal because the fueling strategy is different. You can't be rocking up with massive deficits day in day out. Um, So yeah, it needs to be very very carefully managed and athletes and coaches need to recognize that sometimes you need someone, an expert to come in and help you with that.
0: Sounds good. Let's uh, take 30 seconds break and then we come back for the conclusions. Thank yeah. you. Bier Koschitz, and we are going to go through the conclusions here. But first, some uh, some questions from uh, our athlete. Once we were here, I, I put a question uh, if you guys want to know anything about uh, recovery. And so, basically, what we see in the questions there are a few. Okay. So, science and technology is galloping nowadays in sports and triathlon not less you know we've seen it that it, it has been the how do you say like the, the experimental uh, table for many things you know so uh one of the guys is asking what are the new strategies for recovery but uh, is referring to uh us yes, technology wise what do you what do you know about this melina what uh, are people using lately um
2: well <laughs> we we are going to go into that stuff <laughs> um one that I, I would personally ascribe to is monitoring your HRV. Um, there's lots of ways you can do it. Garmin watches um, can do that, I believe. You have the new one that's come out lately is the Whoop. You've got the app that you can measure with the camera on your phone. Um, it's a very good indication. The, the lower, you want that number to be high, unlike your resting heart rate, which is preferably lower, yeah, chubby, you're looking for it to be higher and that indicates your state of readiness and, and, and recovery so it's a good one to monitor um, on a day to day basis like monitor your waking or resting heart rate if that's going up it means maybe you're tired you haven't slept well or you, maybe you're f- starting to fight something so that's one um, there's lots of new gadgets that can measure it and some that have introduced algorithms to give you to put a number on how well recovered you are and that's that's really good tools um but the, to touch what we touch upon what we said earlier the numbers are always good but don't let them dictate everything everything you do uh because you could miss out on a chance to train really well just because the watch said no you're not ready to yeah. to, to do yeah. that uh, so learn to
0: just trust, trust yeah. yourself Try to discriminate between tired and fatigue because yeah. sometimes, especially when you're training for long distances, the weekend is a big weekend, and mm-hmm. you're training tired. Yeah. So you know, especially your long run after the long ride, is gonna, you're going to be tired now. Yeah. Yeah. Not necessarily is fatigue, and for example, in there, the heart rate should, should behave in different ways. A little bit, yeah. If, you, yeah. if you're tired, then probably you're going to have a lower heart rate. And you're not able to keep up in yeah, that, that yeah. Why, if you are fatigued, or are overreaching. Now the heart rate is gonna spike, yeah. and it's like uh, you are not recovering. You know. So in, at the point, the HRV could help a little bit to understand. You know, if yeah. Where which, which side they're going. Just uh, just take
2: just take the data like the. The data is one piece of the puzzle. You are another piece of the puzzle. Yeah. So learn yeah. to yeah.
1: What I to you like to tell them is, um, for example in a overload phase that you constantly feel heavy legs and a little bit of sleepy during the day so you have to analyze your performance so let's say if you feel heavy legs at the beginning of the workout um, and then after 20 minutes you kind of get into and the performance is as good as expected that means you can do deal, you're dealing very well with the fatigue and then so your recovery is good but So I I would keep going, right? Mm -hmm. But let's say you are feeling heavy legs, your eyes are a little bit sleepy, you're not feeling energetic, and you still go for the workout. I like to try. So let me try. And you start. That workout requests something that you try and it's really hard Mm -hmm. to achieve. And then you try harder and you're not getting there, and then it's just falling apart my perception of that session, you're not dealing very well with the fatigue. Mm-hmm. Now you have two options, you stop or you just continue very easy yeah. and, then, and then you finish the workout to call the day. Uh, it's a decision that the athlete yeah. has, has yeah. to learn with the time, you know, if it is a workout that you really gonna do or you just say, you know, coach I'm sorry, not yeah. today, I don't think what's going on, let's stop. Yeah. It's
0: kind of, yeah. b- you try to build, and then if you can hold it, it yeah. means right. that you're tired, yeah. but you can do it. If you are just falling apart. But you've got to be able yeah. to
2: recognize that mm-hmm. and that's as an athlete and yeah. say, do you know what? This is this is not my day. I'm actually going to um, cause damage. is probably not the right word, but I'm not going to do any benefit to myself mm-hmm. if I try and push through, if I bring the intensity down and treat it as a little bit more as an active recovery, and then maybe have another go on a day where I'm more ready to really hit that then there's yeah. a certain level of maturity and it's it, it's fine to it's fine to do
0: that another question here uh ice is ice good for
1: recovery ice is amazing for recovery i like <laughs> okay. it. <You> <laughs> it but <laughs> now ice on the skin is one thing yeah cold water is another thing. So, ice on your skin going to generate a certain reaction from your body yeah. that is not the same as cold water, mm-hmm. right? So cold yeah. water, it's an immersion and it's very well known for many, many years, a uh, very old system of uh, recovery that allows your body temperature to drop. So you reduce the core uh, temperature and then the inflammation goes down because your brain understand that now you need to shut down certain activities mm-hmm, yeah. and then you start to recover and ideally you go in that transition of cold and hot yeah. so you can flush out
0: yeah you're using the body like a pump that yes. you know, it constricts yeah. and then flush the blood yeah.
2: yeah yeah. so there's a whole debate whether the whole cold water immersion or go into a sauna and so it's, it's a balance I think mm-hmm. Of, of, mm-hmm. of both okay, sometimes so
0: hot yeah. also works yeah. And your your athletes use this? Soon?
1: Uh, yeah, I seen that uh, we have actually. It's very popular, A, a yeah? nice deal with yeah. uh, longevity uh, sports. Longevity sports. Yeah. They have fifteen percent discount. So all the BR athletes can walk yeah. in, ask the uh, tell the guys that they train with BR, and they can okay. get the discount and they can try it. I think it. I think for example, it's a it's a recovery tool that I would use uh, towards the end of the week mm. when mm. you are building up that. Fatigue in your legs, and you're not being able to feel good again. So before a big session on tail, or after a big session as well, you can do it. Yeah. I've been using the cold a lot, especially during summer. I
0: mean, when you train here, you need it. You need yeah, say it's something that you need. You could just have it at the bottom of the stick
2: at the end yeah. of the workout, which is so nice. That would be amazing. No, but <laughs> I was yeah. using cryotherapy, yeah. which is
0: very similar. Yeah. The old concept, you know. And yeah, I was using using a lot, and it was pretty good. Um, Another question, protein shakes, are they part of the recovery process or waste of money?
2: Eating straight after a session is part of the recovery process. Whether you opt for that to be a protein shake, or whether you opt for that to be a proper meal type thing, is up to you. I think if, especially here, for example, in Dubai, where I'm thinking bike ride now, um you've done a four or five hour bike ride down at al Kudra and I don't know you live down in the marina or you live down yeah, in business yeah, Bay and you've got for 45 minutes. Forty minutes from the point where you finish your ride and that's assuming you don't end up chatting to people, which you know some some people might do um,
0: some people don't chat too uh, much. you know
2: you, you it may be an hour before you are home yeah. you've got to think about what's going to happen and the quicker you put something back in your like you know proteins back in your body you're going to aid the recovery it'll be quicker and so you've got to think about what's in your car at the end of the day um and not you know go to the petrol station or zads and get whatever's there but think about it so have you got a cool box there with a protein shake that's something quick easy it's digestible and it's also palatable some people can eat a full meal straight away others can't so it's it's very personal, but it is something you have to. You really have to plan. Within the
0: 30 minutes after you finish uh, that kind of workout, Critically. this is the time. Yeah. I say also 30 to 60 minutes, but the closer you go to the hour, it's the wrong so side of the of the timing. Yeah. yeah. So within 30 minutes, okay, that's good. And uh, also vitamins supplements. Well, I think you already answered about this already. Uh, have you checked? You know, talk to your coach, talk to your physio because they know the list of things that uh, they need to be checked. And, your and nutritionist. nutritionist as well. These are there is a list of things that you yeah. need to monitor. If getting injured, but you didn't do anything, uh, you know that they. Or just tired yeah, overall. Tiredness yeah. in general. You know, yeah. Like you do
1: things and they are not so easy. You know, you yeah. wake up and you can wake up, but you just don't feel the energy. And you slept, let's say, seven hours or yeah, eight hours. Was, yeah. And okay. you even after all of the night you really don't feel you're like ha- ready to, to push, you know. So those are signs that something is going on. Now there are like million yeah. things that yeah. can yeah. be wrong. One can be less fun. Yeah. So you have less of yeah. something in your body. I wouldn't be doing the testing system that many athletes do, like for example, let me try omega three. Uh, I don't know if it's okay. Let me try no, yeah, this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me try that. Ah, oh, oh. magnesium. Get it tested. Let's first test first. And first. Then, and then you at see and what and it and it's day, if,
2: you're, if you are careful with what you're eating, and you know, you should be covered
0: Even in those fatigue. seasons.
2: <laughs> We're not having that debate today, <laughs> but yeah. Another, another,
0: <laughs> you know, about this uh, fatigue because uh, you experience this one uh, in person um. is when you get sick so in these crazy times when people got COVID and didn't know they have it and now they're like feeling yeah, fatigued yeah. you know like yeah. this, this one as well is something like you need to ask yourself you yeah. don't really speak too much but it's pretty straightforward ask yeah. yourself if you are being sick you know headaches and stuff you know feeling like a cold or yeah. or flu symptoms ask yourself am I sick because maybe it's just that one and now yeah. it's a, it's an easy fix yeah. we and, you, and, and, and
2: if it is if it is that I'm not going off on a tangent but if it is if you know unlucky enough to get COVID you have even if you are asymptomatic and you are feeling fine it is still a virus that can hit you after yeah so you've got to take it seriously and go just get checked out you've got nothing to lose by getting checked out and really listen to your body
1: Um, on the final probably topic I just want to touch a little bit a quick one so the guys can also understand a little bit the feeling is when you are in the overload phase of a very, uh, like a full iron or something, you're not gonna feel Understood. fresh. No. So it's not because you're getting sick, it's just because your body's constantly trying to recover. So uh, you might have a little bit of runny nose, you might sometimes feel like, mm, I feel my stomach a little bit sick, because those are the signs of inflammation. Yeah. And they are, unfortunately, part of the process. Yeah. Now. If you let that thing just build up and you don't pay attention, that can 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 be a problem in the future. I think uh, learning how to read your body,
2: yeah, which is going back to what we said, yeah, yes, knowing exactly what's going on or being as aware as possible is one of your biggest tools against anything really.
0: Okay, guys, I think uh, we are done for the day uh, in our. List of uh, things to to make the art of coaching uh, the best. Today we covered the, the art of recovery. Um, as usual, you know what we tell our athletes: try to be, try to become uh, body aware, try to understand your body. do uh, the simple things, not just yes. always focus on the yeah. expensive uh, gadgety stuff. Yeah, yeah. And then, You know, have it tested at the beginning of the season or. Uh, in if you have any issues, just make sure that you, you revert to the, to the right people, you have a team here in VR, okay. and uh, speaking of which, okay, yeah, next podcast is going to be with
1: uh, our new coach, Martin, uh, the next Olympian. you just yes. invited now. Oh, yes. yes. So
2: Martin, <laughs> Martin now. if you're hearing. Eh? Yes. <laughs> Martin, well, let you know you're Wednesday here. You'll
0: yes. Yes. Uh, you're here. Yes, you are going to be invited So yeah, let's call it a day. Thank you guys. Thanks very much.